Me and 82 Rich, we don't introduce to the news. We out here giving parlays. We don't leave clues. Me and Eddie Wayne, some real seisty dudes, man. Hey, look. What is up? Man, how are we feeling, JD? Hey, I'm feeling good this week, man. Uh, we got some special picks this week. Some surprise teams, man. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of big spreads this week, man. Uh, we you know we got the you know Falcons are spreading out. We got you know Tampa Bay trying to get that minus ten, things of that nature. But we we gonna get to that when we start the show. But y'all stay tuned. Y'all tune in. It's week five, and we finna get y'all right, and we gonna make plays, make money, as we say every time a podcast is made, we making money. So. Y'all tune in. We finna get started, and we finna give y'all our super contest picks as well as our one survivor pick. So, yeah, let's get started, Eddie, man. Um, So who is your first pick as far as for the super contest? Who you spreading? Shit. As, as they say back in the day, it's week five. Let's get live. Right. Shit. All right. So my first draft pick. Of the super contest is gonna be, I'm I'm taking Miami minus three. I caught it mm. minus three earlier this week. It moved yeah. up to three and a half. I'll still take it because I feel like this is a letdown spot for the Jets. Miami. I understand Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, but look, Teddy covers on the road. He is covering at an eighty percent clip overall. Mm. He's a sixty four percent cover rate. And the Miami Dolphins have beat the Jets, has been beating the Jets for the past, I believe, eight matchups. And it is a it is a very tough matchup. And Zach Wilson is also 0-4 with it within within the division when mm-hmm. he faced in his career. And so I just feel like it's a great spot for Miami. Miami's the more dominant team. I feel like they're gonna establish their running game with Mostert and their passing offense, you, I don't even got to say much about that. So, you already know Tyreek Hill, Waddle, and Jacecki is going to go off. So, and I think it's just going to be a blowout. I think they could easily win this game by a touchdown or more. So, I'm going with Miami as my first pick. What about you, JD? How you feeling? Yeah, that's a great that's a great pick, Eddie. Um, I was thinking about that as two. That one is two. That one as well. <laughs> I'll say this too. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, y- y'all know that sometimes you know me and Eddie gonna have the same pick. So like I said, like we did last week, week before, we're gonna give y'all a little switch up. So I'm gonna go with America's team. My favorite team is my first pick. I matched that five and a half, and uh, here's the reason why. Um, so. Last week, I saw something different with the Cowboys. I saw them actually play real football. They actually used who they have in the backfield. They put Ezekiel Elliott and put Tony Pollard in positions to, to get better. Zeke looked like he almost turned back the clock last week, breaking tackles, you know, gaining a huge gain on, like, third and ten where we didn't think we was going to get a yard, uh, a first down. I mean, Zeke is actually playing well in the passing game as well, so – I think if you just give Cooper Rush some easy reads, because he, he's that quarterback to where you can give him one or two reads and he'll he'll throw it. He's not going to hold the ball like Dak does. That's what I don't like about Dak. He holds the ball and try to get a big play. No, just throw it to your, just throw it to your people that's open. You have receivers that can get yards after catch. You know, they can do that. You got C.D. Lamb, who's 
you know, showing a little bit that, hey, I can be that number one receiver. He got that one-handed catch the uh, the prior week, and uh, you know what I'm saying. So, um, it's it's just not. It's a good balance, I would say, for the Cowboys. They're finally balanced. I'm not even worried about the defense. I don't even want to speak on that because we already know what they can do. I think Donovan Wilson is playing at a Pro Bowl level. Hopefully, he can make the Pro Bowl this year. But I think Donovan Wilson is playing great. Flies around the field. He plays in the box and can tackle, can cover tight ends, can blitz. I mean, what what can what more can you ask out of Donovan Wilson? So um, I really think the Cowboys can just control the game, control the clock, and just make sure that they don't make any mistakes. You know, I mean, I, I, of course the Rams, yeah, they did come off a loss. They might be angry, but I still don't know the identity of this Rams offense. You have Cooper Cup, but outside of that, what else do you have? And their defense, they struggle. You know, you had Jalen Ramsey coming up with a pick, you know, late in the game, but all all uh, game they were struggling. I didn't hear Aaron Donald's name. I ain't hear Little Floyd's name. I ain't hear none of them people's name. Taylor Rapp. I ain't hear their name. Nothing until the end of the game. So, you know, I don't like the Ram. I like I like. Well, you would look at the Rams and say, "Oh, this is a get right spot." But I think the Cowboys changed the narrative this this time, and I think they control the game, control the clock, put pressure on Stafford. And, you know, and they turn make this game ugly. So, I'm picking that five and a half. Cowboys are going to either, you know, win by a touchdown, win by a field goal, or lose by a field goal. So, that's what I'm going with for my first pick with them Cowboys. What you got for your second? Okay, how about them? I like that. How about them? <laughs> how about them? All right. So, for my next pick, I'm going with – the plus three I grabbed before it dropped to a two with the Cleveland Browns going against the, I was going to say San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. And the reason why I'm going with this is really just about smash mouth football and getting right. This Cleveland Browns team have been playing really well recently. They've been averaging over 350 yards, and that's for the first time since 1955, I believe. And that's amazing that Cleveland is doing this with a backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. He has been a really solid quarterback. He's really conservative, so he doesn't really turn the ball over. And he hands the ball off to his receive, uh, running backs, unlike somebody in uh, Denver. But anyway, um, I believe that the Browns is the Browns are in a great get-right spot because they really, honestly should be 4-0. It just, they just had a lot of close calls in their games. And so I believe that I still don't trust Justin Herbert without Keenan Allen. He doesn't look the same without him. And also, Justin Herbert is just overhyped. This dude is, like I said, I I reiterate this a lot, but Justin Herbert is not really – he doesn't even have a winning record. And people are crowning this dude as the best quarterback just off stats. So he got inflated stats, but he's a loser. So – I'm going to just pick the Cleveland Browns. They're headed in the right direction. Njoku looks great. And I think that Denzel Ward is going to make a big play this week because Justin Herbert's going to try to force something into Mike Williams and Denzel Ward might catch a pick. So, And also, Amari Cooper has been looking great, especially off the play action and running routes. Kareem Hunt is still a big-time player. And Miles Garrett is coming back. He survived that car crash. 
I'm, I'm still like amazed that he's able to play a week after. But Facts. that's crazy, man. But I'm rolling with the Browns in this one. What's your next pick, JD? All right, man. So you picked the Browns. I like that pick. Um, so I'm gonna go a different route again. Uh, I want to take the Seattle Seahawks four and a half. Uh, you kind of uh, kind of moved me to take this pick. But um, I like this position for Geno Smith. Hopefully, he don't write back. I mean, whatever, but <laughs> I like this position, man. Sorry, Saints fans. Sorry, my people in the boot. But, man, look, the Saints are in trouble. Jameis Winston literally has that same injury that Romo has, and he's not going to get better. Um, you got the red rocket, red rifle, whatever you call him, at quarterback. So, you know, and like we said, Andy Dalton likes to force things. He likes to uh, try to make big plays. You know, he likes to try to get that big yardage, especially when it comes to, like, maybe second down or something. So, I mean, I don't know if they'll turn him loose, but, like, what do the Saints have, bro? Like, they don't have anything to build off of. Like, you have your quarterback, but Andy Dalton is like, you don't have any more weapons. Yeah, Mike Thomas is out there and things of that nature, but it's like, who's going to get them the ball in positions for them to be successful? And – when you don't have a successful quarterback and you're playing got games like this, when you're playing Seattle, it's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, Seattle put up some points that they normally don't do, but they were facing the Lions, who just – defense is terrible. Um, so, yeah, you could see a drop-off in the points from Seattle, but I still think that, hey, their defense can collectively hold them, keep them in the game, and they can go hard on offense. You know, I, last week I got kind of scared. I thought DK Metcalf was hurt, but he had to go take a poop. I mean, hey, that happens in the game. He didn't want to walk to the locker room. That's a long-ass walk. He got the cart. I, I feel that, you know. So if you got to go, you got to go, especially in a game like that, high intensity, you know what I'm saying. So you don't want to have a, a little mess on the field, right? But but it's going to be a messy one uh, with New Orleans and Seattle. I really think Seattle can win by a field goal. I would mash that line. Um, I feel like Seattle can also control the uh, line of scrimmage as well. They got a good running game. Rashad Penny ain't no joke. Kenneth Walker ain't no joke. You've seen him at Michigan State. So I think Seattle and Pete Carroll, I think they come in with a game plan. They say, hey, we got a good team here. We're going to trust Geno Smith. We're going to trust his arm to get the ball to Tyler Lockett, get the ball to DK Metcalf. You know what I'm saying? Dump the ball off the penny. Dump it to Kenneth Walker. Find those tight ends down the seam. If you can do that against the Saints, because we see Lattimore ain't, Lattimore ain't by nothing. He's terrible against physical receivers. All the physical receivers he faced, they tear him up, bro. He can only cover receivers that are maybe like his height and a little bit taller. Other than that, you 6'3", 6'4", you're going to have a field day against Marshawn Lattimore. Of course they're wrong, but I hope y'all caught that. But, hey, like I said, I'm I'm going with the Birds, not the Eagles. I'm going with Seattle. And I think they'll win the game, man, outright. Okay. So what you got for your next pick, Eddie? All right. For my third pick, I'm going I'm going with um, the Houston Texans plus seven and a half plus. versus lock the Jaguars. I lock, lock this one in. I locked this one in on my Super Contest as soon as it opened up because I was like, wait a minute. To my knowledge, uh, the Houston Texans have been beating the hell out of the Jaguars the past, I think, almost eight matchups. Mm-hmm. And 
especially the last two, are the most important because it was a matchup between Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills. And Davis Mills beat Trevor Lawrence by 14 and 16, the last two matchups. So I understand that it might be a different team because Jacksonville did spend up. But still, seven points is too much. And Houston were underdogs in both of those games. And so, and they covered. So I just think that it's a great spot for Houston. Houston has been, you know, getting unlucky with a lot of win, a lot of games. And right. so they were in that, they were in that Chargers game. They should have covered that. Mm-hmm. They covered Bears game. They covered versus the Denver Broncos. Which were which was very shocking, and then they yeah, also yeah. pushed. They also covered versus the Colts. So these the Houston Texans cover a lot. So and you might need to hold your nose for this game because it might be hard because you might not be like, oh, Houston is you know not good, Eddie. You know what what should I do about this? And so I think that I think that you should just look at the history and the trends on this. And it's a no-brainer. I mean, you, psychologically, if you can't beat a team, it's going to be hard to cover a seven-point spread, even if your team has improved dramatically, which I mean – and you still see that Trevor Lawrence still has the turnover proneness. He dropped, he fumbled the ball four times and lost it four times. So you're telling me that Houston cannot apply pressure with Lovey Smith's defense? This is a veteran coach who's been around the block. He coaches them hard. He has there. He has Stingley looking really good in that secondary, and so I'm rolling with the Texans this week. Enough said about it. You know, lock it in. This is a hard one to swallow, but you're gonna you're gonna reap the benefits on this. All right, what's your next pick, JD? All right, next pick. Kind of tough one. This is a tough one, but next pick, I'm going to roll with the Arizona Cardinals now. In my second entry entry of the Super Contest, I did pick Seattle five and a half, so that was a sweet line to grab them at. But I'm grabbing the Cardinals, man. I like Kyler Murray, and I'm going to ride with him because he covered against the Raiders. That game inspired me, hey, let's ride with Kyler Murray. Let's spread him every time. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to go off the strength of that. I'm going to go off uh, him and Cliff Kingsbury, kind of gelling a little bit. They are arguing a little bit on the sideline. You see that during games. You know, you see Kyler Murray kind of clapping his hands together saying, you know, man, get the playoff. And also you see Kyler Murray kind of taking things in, in control and just doing his own way. So I like uh, I like Arizona to kind of knock Eagles off their high horse, bro. Like they're flying high. They're flying above the clouds. They're flying high in a damn airplane. I don't think they can go any higher. They're not no spaceships, so they can't be in space. So I don't want to – I don't think – this is going to happen, bro. Like, the Eagles, they can start off this well, but they always falter late in the year. It, it takes one game. You know, it takes one game for them to do that. And J.J. Watt's playing well, man. Did you see him last week? Yeah. Bro, a wrecking, a wrecking horse. He, man, he said his heart was out of rhythm during the week. They put it back uh... in rhythm. He got out there and went hard. Man, tip man had a, like, well, he had like two or three tip passes at the line, you know, that caused them to have a good drive, man. Like defensively, I like I like Arizona because of their secondary. And I did still have JJ White. Isaiah Simmons is still coming along. Um, and then you got you got that uh you got you got that person on the end. I forgot his name. Is it 
Garback or I forgot his name. Yeah. That uh that like end. That. Yeah, the end. He made another play. He had an interception. JJ Watt tipped the ball to him and he picked it off. So if you can have a combination of these fast D linemen that are getting to the quarterback, and then you got JJ Watt anchoring the middle, you can put some pressure on Jalen Hurts. Y'all don't forget, Eagles offensive line is still not that good. What they did against Jacksonville last week was still not that good. You played Jacksonville, and, and they had a chance to come back and win, but Trevor Lawrence, just a dumbass, wants to fumble and shit. But, hey, I'm liking the Cardinals in this matchup. I know we got that home remedy. They say, hey, you know, Cardinals don't win that much at home. What is what is that record at home, Eddie? It's, I forgot what it was, but their record between home and away games is staggering. It's kind of like how the Cowboys was when they first opened the stadium, when they would lose in the stadium, but they would go to away games and blow people out. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals, though. They're going to defeat the home narrative. Home crowd's going to be rocking. They're going to be loud. You want them to beat the Eagles. It's a perfect matchup, perfect letdown spot for the Eagles as well, and Jalen Hurts. So I'm taking the Cardinals. What you got for your fourth pick? Ooh, yeah, that, that's that's a spicy pick for sure, man. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm interested to see that game. I think it's gonna be really. It's gonna go. It's gonna be either be a blowout or a real close game. Hopefully, hopefully it's a close game, man. Cause that'll be a good win for you. Thanks. All right, next pick. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Minus three, I grabbed it in the super contest, and it's up to three and a half. Okay. And versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And I feel like this is a great spot for Lamar. I mean, they have been suffering tough losses all year. They've been basically leading most of the – most of the – all the games this year they've been in. And they just give up these just weird leads to them. And so I feel like Lamar needs this win under his belt. This, I mean, let's let's be honest. This Cincinnati team is not really impressive at all. Their only quality win they had was probably versus the Miami Dolphins, and that was questionable because that that was the start of the whole like Tua thing situation. And so I feel like we, I feel like this is a perfect time to hop off that Cincinnati uh, bandwagon and hop over to this Lamar Jackson train because they're going to run all over Cincinnati. And I feel like, you know, even though I think DuVernay is out for Baltimore, but they don't need their receivers. As long as Mark Jack, Mark Andrews is playing, we're, they're going to be able to play. They're going to be able to keep up and pass enough. And so oh, yeah. Lamar is doing – you know what these quarterbacks are doing, which, I mean, it's kind of stat padding, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care because I have Lamar as my damn fantasy quarterback. They're doing these little, like, underhand passes on the goal line, and it counts as a passing touchdown instead of a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so I think Patrick Mahomes does a lot of it, and Lamar Jackson, I know, they started doing it, which, I mean, it's great because, I mean, shit, it's, it's, it's points. But I know right. last year, last year you could look at the trends and say, like, okay, Bengals beat the hell out of the Ravens, 41-17, 41-21. But – Lamar seeing Burrow make it to the championship, he was talking about it in interviews, and the Ravens are just just talking so 
you know, just mad about, you mm-hmm. know, being beat like that by the Bengals. And so, because they, they used to dominate them. The previous couple of matchups, they dominated them prior to the Bengals winning like that. This is a great spot for Baltimore to back them. feel like their defense is going to gel better. It's week five. This is where the cream of the crop comes out. And mm-hmm. so I feel like Lamar is going to establish himself as that MVP favorite because I feel like he's still – he's a top three quarterback in the league right now. You could put Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Lamar all together. You could just change that lineup as you want. But those are the top three quarterbacks right now, in my opinion. And Lamar's going to prove that he's a top three quarterback in this matchup on Sunday Night Football, locking the Ravens. I'm pumped about it. I already mm-hmm. locked this hole in multiple times. So yeah. I'm really passionate about it. So let's move on to your next pick, man. What you think? All right, so I told you that earlier this week that I wasn't even going to touch this game because it looks really, really ugly, really ugly. Now, Cowboys played this team last week, tore them up, right? Now, I would say the Titans have a more complete running game with Derrick Henry. He's starting to look good, man. You know, when that Derrick Henry train starts chugging, it choo-choo. You know what I'm saying? It choo-choo. So when Derrick Henry get going, it's hard to stop him. And I'm talking about game-wise. Game to game, he's wearing them down all game. You got Tannehill. He's been with the team forever. I mean, Tannehill's been there for a while. You you heard maybe – I think it was maybe what – there was some running back that made a comment on Tannehill. Um, who was it? No. Yeah, it was Himes. Naheem Himes from the Colts. He's like, man, it, it, you know, it's hard for the uh, Colts to kind of put things together because, you know, they had different quarterbacks and stuff. Tannehill been with Tennessee since what? Since I was born, damn it. He ain't that old. But uh, <laughs> he's been with Tennessee for a while, man. And it's like, bro, he has – he got that rookie from Arkansas at wide receiver. You got Burks. You got you got your running back, Henry. Of course, they lost John Smith. Like I said, I wish they never lost him because I feel like he changed their offense. But I like their secondary in this one. I like Kevin Byard, um, you know, to man the secondary – and I like for these linebackers to kind of get after it. I know Harold Landry is out. They lost him. But you still got Justin Simmons. You still got that D-tackle in the middle who's a proven D-tackle and one of the top D-tackles in the league. So I like this matchup for Tennessee. I'm glad that this line is at one and a half. It's very favorable for your Tennessee backers. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee just based off the strength of running game and just that. Washington doesn't have an identity on offense or defense. You can beat them in the pass or the run. So it's like, pick your poison. Pick your poison, Tennessee. This is your chance to get an easy win. You're, you can beat, you can easily cast a spread. Just beat them by a field goal. But yeah, I like Tennessee. I like how they, I like how they got things going. Um, hopefully they don't look past Washington this week. Um, but yeah, I feel that Washington, they, they just can't shake back. You look week by week and you say, oh, no, this is a get-right spot. This is a get-right spot. They had to get-right spot. They had to get-right spot. It was against Dallas. Because I, I was actually telling Eddie that, hey, Dallas is in trouble at home because we do get the big head when we beat people on the road and then come at home and then, hey, we got to play this easy divisional team. So I'm taking Tennessee, keep putting the commanders down. Hey, y'all got some, y'all got some clean-ass jerseys, but your team sucks, Ron Rivera. Get Carson Wentz out of there. Put in Sam Howell from North Carolina. Do something. Spark up the offense. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking Tennessee. 
Washington's going to continue to slump, and we're going to see Derrick Henry at least at least score a touchdown with the player prop. We're going to throw that in there. Take Derrick Henry anytime touchdown, and and yeah, and just watch that game and see how it unfolds. But yeah, we taking Tennessee. What you got? Okay, for my fifth and final pick, I think I'm going to lean towards going with. Going with the New England Patriots minus three versus ah, the Detroit Lions. And clutch. so my my point of view on this game is, I mean, it's pretty simple. The Lions are not the same team in without their dome. And so you see they're scoring a lot of different points, like a track meet, but the Lions have the Lions have not are not gonna be as successful on the road in Foxborough because obviously New England is not in a dome. And so they'll be able to, the weather is a factor every once in a while. And so I don't know what the weather is going to be this weekend, but it's been a little rainy up there and a little windy. So I feel like Jared Goff, once he's, especially when he was with the Rams, like when he was outside, outside of the dome, he wasn't, he wasn't as impressive. And so, I feel like with the Patriots, their secondary, I know St. Brown is coming back this week, and the Patriots' secondary is their strength. You might be able to get get away with running a little bit on the Patriots because Aaron Jones and um, – yeah, Aaron Jones and – I forgot the other running back's name. Dylan had a great yeah, success. Yeah, AJ Dylan. Great success, yeah. yeah, had great success running against the Patriots, but – the passing game was a little bit of a struggle for yeah. the Packers in that game. And so I think it's Jack Jones and I forgot the other corner on the uh, Patriots that's uh, doing really, really crazy. But either way, I mean, the secondary McCourty is still anchoring it over there. And so I feel like, I feel like this is a win, a must win for the Patriots. And if they want to have a say in this division, they need to win this game. And I understand it's Bailey Zappi's first game, but mm-hmm. he has arm talent. He, he led the NCAA in passing and touchdowns. So I feel like that pedigree, I don't care if you played at Western Kentucky or freaking Harvard University, throwing those stats is hard Thanks. in a season. And so I don't care what type of competition you face, that's still impressive. And so I feel like this is a real good spot for him to win his first game. And, you know, and when Mac Jones comes back, they'll be able to pick up the pieces and try to fight in this division as they can. But Buffalo and Miami are good. But we have to see. If they, if they want to even have a fighting chance, they got to win this game. So I feel like this is a good spot to back New England. I'm taking the money line and the minus three. So what about you? What's your fifth and final pick? Yeah, I like that pick, man, because that man, that safety Kyle Duggar that they picked up playing good, too. So, yeah, they're playing good in that secondary. Can't ever count out old Bill Belichick in that secondary at all. But, so, yeah, my last pick, uh, man, we thinking alike. I was going to pick Cleveland. I threw them in there, but I'll give y'all something different. So, uh, we're going to go to this Monday night game, uh, Raiders and Kansas City. Um Mahomes proved me wrong last week. You know, played pretty well. Um, they played well collectively on defense as well. So, um, I like Kansas City in this spot. Now, that minus seven is a bit much, I would say, for a, Ra- for a hungry Raiders team. Um, you know, the Raiders aren't doing too well this season. I don't know. 
like I said, I don't know their identity as well. I mean, you have um, your running back, Josh Jacobs, and you have Waller. But outside of that, um, well, of course they have Adams. But outside of that, you don't have anything to really, like, base off of. So if defense can scheme against Adams and Waller, Josh Jacobs is not going to win the game for you. Derek Carr is not going to win the game for you. Hunter Renfro is not going to win the game for you. Um, against a hung- hungry Kansas City defense, who f- who's playing with the chip on their shoulder, man? Everybody's kind of counting Chiefs out. They're not really talking about the Chiefs. And I think Mahomes is benefiting from that, from not being in the spotlight. The Chiefs are, have a cloud over their head right now. And they're just over there in Kansas City running their plays. Andy Reid got the team, uh, you know, playing well. And I think instead of a letdown spot, this is a a um, progressive progressive spot for Kansas City to kind of push forward and say, hey, we are a dominant team. You know, we're the team of old. We lost Tyreek Hill, but we're still good. We lost some pieces on defense, but we're still good. So I like Kansas City minus seven. I know that's a big line. That's a big line to take, but I trust Mahomes to kind of stat pad. I trust him to kind of say, hey, I want to put it on these Raiders and I want to blow them out. So we'll see if that happens. I'm going to ride with the uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs and take that minus seven. Yeah. What you got next? Okay. All right. So now we go into our uh, super uh, survivor contest picks. So last week, yeah, last week I rolled with the Packers. I sweated that bet, and that was really hard because it went to overtime. But as long as they win, you know, as long as it wasn't a draw, I'm still surviving. So this week I am leaning towards taking – I'm going to go ahead and use the San Francisco 49ers versus the Carolina Panthers. I really like their spread, and – I would I would even take their spread if I had to, but mm-hmm. uh, luckily we could just take the money line. I feel like this Carolina Panther team is falling apart. They are really out of sync. There's a lot of talent on the field, but the coaching is not good. I feel like he's one foot out the door. He's looking for the next top college job to go back. And mm. so I feel like San Francisco is in a right a, a really nice spot, especially just going against this Carolina Panthers because the Carolina Panthers are not disciplined enough to stop the run. At all, yeah. And so, yeah, and even with Baker and that San Francisco defense, they're arguably the best defense in the league right now. And they are putting pressure. They're getting takeaways. They're just, they're just dominant right now. And so I really feel like this is a really nice spot for them. They beat the Rams. It's not really like a a high moment. They've been beating the hell out of the Rams for the past couple of years. So, you know, they it wasn't really like a get-up spot for them. So, But Carolina's just bad at home. It's hard to back that team because you seen last week, they just fell apart versus Arizona. And, you know, they beat the Saints. That was their high moment. But, I mean, versus what? And then they lost to the Browns and the Giants. So, nothing really to write home about for this team. So, I feel like that's an easy lock for this week with the uh, the 49ers. What about you? What is your uh, survival pick? Man, you always taking the picks, man. That's a lock for anybody. I mean, I think everybody should take that. America, take that pick. That's probably the best pick of the day, man. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with um, 
I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Um, I think the Dolphins have enough on offense um, to be successful. You got Teddy B back there, Mr. Game Manager. He's not going to throw you out the game. Yeah, he's not going to throw you out the game. And then he has he has weapons, man. I mean, I know he had weapons in Carolina, but he got some legit weapons here. You got Waddle. You got Tyreek here. You got Seti Wilson. You got Gasecki. Like, come on, man. You got pieces. Moster, he still can ball. Moster can still turn them legs, man. You got a good defense. You got Zavin Howard. You know what I'm saying? You got somebody on the back end to kind of man that uh, secondary. But I, I really like the Dolphins in this position. I think Zach Wilson is still trying to get back into game position. You know, just like when we talked about Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers today, he hasn't been in game shape. He's been out. So, hey, y'all might want to tap into that Oklahoma-Texas game, the old Cotton Bowl, and kind of see what's going on because Texas might be in trouble at plus seven. But anyway, back to the NFL. So, I like the Dolphins. Like I said, I like their offense. Yes, the Jets do have a good defense. Quentin Williams, he's been arguing with the defensive coordinator. He's been arguing with uh, Salah as well, too. So I kind of want to see what they got going with Quentin Williams and how his development's going because it seems that things aren't going right right now. You know, they've been arguing on the field. Of course, they've been winning late games, but all that magic is going to be over. Dolphins come in. You got Teddy Bridgewater, who's – Going to dump off the ball. He's going to get the ball in the playmaker's hand and let them take over. So um, you might want to touch in on Tyreek Hill's over and catches or, you know, maybe Jalen Waddle anytime touchdown or Tyreek Hill to, uh, to score. So that will be a nice little line to pick on if you're uh, betting those player props for that game. But we're going to go with the Dolphins. I picked the Giants last week. Shout out to them. But we're going to go with the Dolphins this week for the survivor pick. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with Yes, and also just the fact that Bridgewater, I filled up his stats. He's the fifth most profitable quarterback in the last 20 years. Mm. He is 43-21 and 21 against the spread in his career, including a 24-6 and six against the spread on the road. So, Teddy, that's a great pick, J.D. Teddy covers. That's what Teddy we like covers. to see. So, before we wrap TC. up – Yes, sir. So before we wrap up this show, do you do you have any other games that you've seen on the slate that you would like to touch on that may not have made your five or your survivor, but you want somebody to lock in this week? Uh, we kind of talked about everything, but uh... – yeah, I think I'm. I think I think that's it, man. For me, I kind of touched every game I want to talk about. Um, I don't like every game on this slate, so yeah, I'm uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna sit out on this one, man. I think I think I'm locked in for this one. What, what you got? You, you got, got any more extra picks? Yeah. Uh, let me see, man. Uh, I really would say, hmm. I always like trying. I'm trying to. I always like trying to get some gems. So. Yeah. The thing that I seen earlier, I think it was a prop. Come on, let me, let me see if I can find it really quickly. Oh, you got, oh, you got a prop. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna drop a prop. Pizza. Yeah. There we go. You've been dropping free prop. plays all week, Eddie. I hope y'all yeah. been paying attention, man. Been casting all week. Come all on, y'all. Week, Get it together. Man. Get in here. I think a, a prop that I like. I feel like I'm gonna go for that Sunday night football game. Okay. I'm gonna take. 
the Joe Mixon over 16 and a half rushing attempts. Mm. This dude has been having high usage all year, and I easily feel like this is an ugly game where it's going to be close or it's going to be, you know, maybe even a shootout. Where, either way it goes, Joe Mixon will have the ball in his hand because Joe Burrow loves that play action to get the receivers open. So that 16 and a half is too low. And then also, I would like to see another prop just to give you another one. I'm going to take the Mostert, Raheem Mostert, under 14 and a half rushing attempts. I feel like Chase Edmonds is going to get more of the ball. And then also, I really feel like the, the passing offense is going to be active, more active. Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he just came off the bench last week. And so don't let last week fool you that I told you, Teddy Bridgewater, the fifth highest profitable quarterback in the last 20 years. So I believe they're going to trust Teddy and he's going to be able to get the ball. And plus, Mostert is always nicked up with the injury. So 14 and a half is too high. I feel like after a couple weeks, his tread on his tires is low, so he might – it's due for a breakdown. So I'm, I'm taking the under on his. But do you have any props that you like or anything that you were looking at? Um, I like Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott. Now, lock that in. And even even maybe I'm definitely taking uh Gallup's over in yard. I like to take Zeke and Pollard, either one of them to score one touchdown. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna that go sounds you. good. Well, well, you lock in our plays. Well, if you want, if you like our content, please like, subscribe this definitely. on Spotify. Please follow the page Money Man Pips on IG. We drop free plays. We have a VIP chat. DM us for more information. Until then, we are out, man.